When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Hollywood, California, Meltdown Comics, the Nerd Melt Theater, Harmontown, is now in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you so much. Such kind people. You're such warm-hearted, supportive people. You put a lot of faith in me. I don't, I, I, I don't want to let you down. <laughs> but it won't be a good show tonight. It's not going to be a good show. Why is that? I'm busy. And, I, and um, I'm tired. And, uh, and uh, I'm not very talented. And I... Uh, and I, I don't make plans, and then I come up on stage, and then it's like, well, what am I going to talk about? I don't know what Here's talk about. why, Dan, I disagree with you about tonight's show. I think it's going to be a good one, because tonight you're drinking out of glass as opposed to a red Solo cup. <laughs> and I, I think that automatically steps up the class factor. I think I wrote one thing in my, uh, my notepad. See, I knew it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. oh, there is a surprise later tonight. Uh, going to take his dick out. <laughs> By the way, Dan, while you're looking that up, uh, people that, that, that play music and like music, that, that because we can't play licensed music anymore, I have to play stuff that people either donate to us or that is free so that we don't get in trouble now that we're charging people. So if you want to uh, or you know somebody that like, plays music and wants to play something kick-ass to start off the show, go to harmontownmusic.tumblr.com and all the info will be there to, to, uh, to, to uh, have a song that we can play to start off the show and play throughout the show. So... Uh, if you know somebody, please give it. Because I, I, that, that song is by a band called Knife to Meet You. Oh. <laughs> knife. <laughs> uh, Real knife. Real knife. Uh, yeah, that's Harold Knife and his girlfriend, uh, <laughs> Cindy Meets. Uh, see? <laughs> Cindy Meets? <laughs> thought I was being self-deprecating. I'm just, I'm just a journalist. Uh, Why are you so tired, Harmon? What, no, I'm what? working. I've got to go back to, uh, got to go back to the office after this. I'm, I'm locking episode 604. Take us through the last 48 hours of your life. What, what have you done? Well, last Friday I went to Yahoo in uh, uh, San Jose. They, they uh, over the weekend they uh, had us come out. I think it was Friday. We went and uh, flew to San Jose and then drove to this weird spaceship in the middle of the desert or these thousands and thousands of Yahoo people like uh, work and uh, it's crazy over there and they had you know it was just like sort of like a drop into their they have like a fireside chat every Friday where the CEO uh, Marissa Meyer uh, like conducts this like whole thing and you can Reddit style you can like type in an, I think anonymous questions um, and they get upvoted or downvoted it's sort of like a closed circuit Reddit for uh, uh, AMA for that she does every week so if you have a, like a beef with your paycheck or something you can like 
like, what the fuck's with my paycheck? And if everyone's like, yeah, what the fuck's up with the paycheck? <laughs> uh, and she'll be like, oh, what the fuck's up with the paycheck? Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, you don't get one, but uh, listen. Uh, I don't know. You, you get a free email address. Um, uh, look under your seat. Uh, it, 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 and it's, so it's like that. So that we, we, we they, they have like guests that are like people that work at different departments come up and do this thing. And it's all like a big kind of pump you up Yahoo thing. And they have purple beer. <sighs> I'm boring myself. The, the, the purple beer is really good. Purple I have nothing beer. bad to say is about it, Yahoo. Is it, is it purple for a reason, or is it just dyed purple because it's called... It's, well, it's made with blueberries or something, so I think it's, there's some purpleness justified, but I think overall probably they just put cancerous dye in it, right? I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything, anything that's supposed to be a color... Is ever Are you that using color, Yahoo, right? your employer, of putting cancer in their beer? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I'm just saying, like, when things are orange because you feel like they should be orange, they're not usually orange. Like, like, we're, like cheddar usually, cheese. Yeah, like, like, you know, we, we rarely, uh, you know, see things the way. Somebody told me that we were, that air conditioning, uh, in the air conditioning industry, like, there's a worldwide conspiracy to make the 69 degrees in your car either warmer or colder than real 69 degrees because human beings have a certain temperature that they think is 69 degrees and it doesn't match what's real 69 degrees. Somebody told me that when we were doing the uh, AC repair things in community. Anyways, the, uh, our, our movie was uh, uh, just broke on Netflix and you can tell because, uh, yes, please, Netflix is here. I mean... <laughs> Is that, is that why you're drinking out of a glass? Of, yes, yes. Fancy. Well, you can tell from the volume of tweets of people saying, I just watched the Harmontown documentary. It kind of really shot up. I don't think Netflix is... I think they've got a real uh, real sizable lemonade stand going over there. I, don't, I, think they, I think they might be flicking some nets. I think they might, they might, they might, they might, they might have some, some viewership, that Netflix. Is Sydney Meats there? <laughs> Sydney Meats. All right. So, uh, are you are you almost uh, through the woods with a community? Are you are you almost through with the writing? Yeah. Let why don't you play the play the family song? <laughs> so I'll get my own. From the day I went to you, I knew it was true. I'm. Oh. oh, wait, wait, wait. W was MC John about to come out? Was MC John about seemed to come like out? Seemed like it, seemed like it. You gotta start over, though. You gotta start over. But the, here's the thing with that song, though. It starts right on the nugget, and then I start a measure in. I don't know, if, is it, do you call it a measure? A, or a bar, yeah. A bar. Yeah. And then I'm always, I can tell from the music that I'm, I'm a bar off, you know what I mean? Because I'm like doing my yeah, setups. It, it, it goes like one, two, three, four. It starts right on the one. 
So I so that's that's a toughie. Whoever, or, or, whoever or, wrote that song, you let, failed. Let, 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 it, <laughs> let it go four or eight uh, bars before you jump in. Really? So go like yeah, oh. like just you know hype it, hype it up for a bit. Okay, so it's like so you start it. Okay, well, let's try it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Check it out. Oh, sorry. Start there. Okay. Try. try. I, I thought. I thought. I thought four would be like four. Oh, two you, more. You could do four or eight. Like it's. So uh, as long as it's two, is a factor of two. I'm I okay. Mean, you want to start in, in the, at the at the end of a measure, right? Like. Uh, okay, because it just seems. Like, okay, let's try it. Let me try it. Okay, you ready? Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. When the morning sun comes up, I go to school. See? No, see? You hear that? No, you hear that? You hear it? Like it did a, like a resolvey thing. No, 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 you were right in it. You were right. No, in but it, it was. It, I said go to school, and it was like, burr, 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 like, like it was like you're done. Like you're done with that okay, thought. Then let it go. Through, let it turn it all the way around there. Then. Four. Okay, let's let's hear it. <laughs> For four. All right. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can fill that time with, with some, you know. When I go to school, I like to learn. But think about the things you should not burn. No, say, okay, I, it's doing it again. How about this? How about this? When it starts, just just start. Just like even even if you have to. All right, let's try that. But I'm not always going to be able to do that. Well, I mean, but, uh, even if let me just see if that works. Even though. if it's bullshit, just just, just like even like I don't know about okay. that. All right, like, just like All jump right, in. I'm never going to you know. Okay, okay. So go ahead, try it. Uh, do, uh, the question: do, do you want a topic? Or you no, want to no. Freestyle? This is about joy. This, this is about joy. <laughs> this this song makes me happy. Okay. I I no. just sing from my heart. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McLeod, if you're out there, come to Harmontown and visit the show because he, he's really become a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. We, we, I, I think we song. all agree that this is the greatest song of all time. Okay. All right. So now, now the thing is, as soon as this kicks in, right. Just dive in. Right. So I, I I can even try to count you in a one. Two, a three, a four. Winter's summer, spring, and seasons of fall. I can go a whole year without loving at all. Spiders inside of me, leprechauns on the right of me, scary things all around. Running through the cemetery. Oh boy, it's very scary. I've got to get to ground round. It's a restaurant in the Midwest. Family. You pay what you weigh. Ground round. Pay what you weigh. It's a mean thing to do to a fat kid today. Commentary. On ground round. Threw me off meter. I have Big Fat John. I'm MC John's brother. I'm anxious about my weight, and I'm not as good a rapper. Thank you. <laughs> when you go down to the house, you bring a key. Beep, beep, toot, toot. Bring a key to your house, and you get your loot. I want to go inside for you. <laughs> 
Show. What, what, what are we doing? Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. If you were a new viewer, you would be. That, that, you would be upset. One thing for certain. That was certainly about joy. Um, I have some questions about Big Fat John, MC John's brother. Oh, it's why so are they sad. both? Na- why are they both named John? And also, I think that his parents were like. Are they Ooh. full? Are they full siblings or, or ste- stepbrothers? I think that I think that I think that Big Fat John. I think they're full on uh, genetic siblings, but their parents are just so mean. Who's so old? Big Fat John got born, and they're like, "Let's try again." Wait, no. So, MC John's the younger brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and Big Fat John is like first, and then they were just like laid him aside, and they said, "You're gonna watch us do this right." <laughs> Wait. The, the, the parents made. How old was, was was MC John when he made him watch the parents have sex again? Five. So he's five years old. Yeah. The parents say, watch us fuck. Yeah. We're going to build a new John. Right. A good one. An MC. But, but they didn't know he was going to be fat. No, a big fat John's watching. So they're building right. MC John. Right. Did they know? Did they hope that he would be an MC? Or is that just an accident? Yeah, I think they wanted to make an MC. <laughs> Or a lawn keeper, like a like a, you could, if you could, you could make that change. They wanted him to be a uh, maybe yeah. it's a family of gardeners. So then the irony is that Big Fat John was like, "You're too fat to garden. We're gonna make a great John." Then they made a a John that was a good MC, but who is like, he toes the family line. Like he's like, I'm I like to mow the lawn, but really he's an MC. I don't know. Is John is that too complicated? Is, is Big Fat John at heart a better gardener than MC John? Well, obviously, we our heart goes out to Big Fat John. He's the <laughs> he's the Dinklage of this Game of Thrones. Like we, we we all know what it feels like to be like you know a misfit and like not 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 loved. I mean, I, I admire his courage to even step into the MC like the the rapping. Milieu. Well, I think he was thrust into it. I think I think that was actually a really awkward situation. Like, I think someone mistook him for his brother and shoved him in, and he was like, "I'm Big Fat John. I don't rap." I think that was sad. I thought that was sad. Is, is, is he much fatter? Is he so fat? No, no. he's a regular size. It's just a, it's just a horrible world with a bad body image, like like a regular sized person with a normal metabolism. You know, it's like he just has grown up in a world of uh, Cindy Crawford billboards dating myself. <laughs> Whoever your Cindy Crawford is, hologram Crawford. <laughs> this new generation. Cindy meat. Cindy meat. Cindy meat. It's probably a porpoise, fucking weirdos. <laughs> Have you got a new porn fetish? Like it used to be like. <laughs> yeah, I got married and then I was just like, I'm gonna sc- scratch some new itches. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean like I mean like, like you know is, is it still stockings and nipples rubbins and things like that Ma- mannequins and, and nipple whatnot? rubbins first of all everyone likes their nipples rubbed I I don't like my uh, nipples rubbed on. I really rub don't. them right huh? <laughs> why, why don't you come over and rub my nipples I don't right? want to rub your nipples one time I was wearing some some socks that were like sheer like socks and I, and I showed you them and you touched them and you're like whoa. Because like, like like you're like what, what am I doing? This is like this is this is my thing. I, I like to rub. Stockings. Oh, you were wearing socks that yeah. were like kind of nylony. Yeah, and you were like, whoa, what what the hell? Yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I get I get mad when like yeah I, I, I like like people wear things that I'm like oh that's my fetish but it's like I but you're uh, you're not you're not my wife and also 
Like, <laughs> you work at a bank. So what's what's the look? What's the what? What's the look? What's the outfit? Well, you, uh, you I don't know. It could be say, anything. What do you mean? What's the look? You said like you see something. You no, see I'm saying like I see something. like I see like a little bit of like 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 leg with like like any kind of like nylon on it. I'm not saying like I see a outfit. I'm saying like yeah. the fetish is for. It's simply legs and nylons. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? I, like, I feel like we've been over it, and I feel like we're not making you know we're not making progress by me talking. About I feel this. like I feel we're like a sideshow I feel freak. Like, I feel like we're near a, we're near a breakthrough right now. No, <laughs> it's just a thing. Everybody's got buttons, right? You guys have buttons, little yeah. sexual buttons. Yeah. You know who I envy? These people who get turned on by uh, bare legs, high heels, big tits, and like a can of beer. Like, because it's clearly their planet. Like, 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 you're like driving down the street, and it's like, like, t hey, uh, Big Bang Theory's on five nights a week, and it's like some ironic thing of like a woman going, ooh, Big Bang Theory, and her, there's a can of beer between her tits. I don't know why I'm throwing Big Bang Theory under the bus. I just mean like any product that would be like, like where the joke is that it's supposed to be sexual, but like I look at it and I go, well, that's not sexual. That's like a parody of sexuality, but they're, there are some people in the world who are like, funny joke, plus I'm jerking off. <laughs> because I also, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I am like, like I'm sure people, like I've said on the podcast, like there's people would, would if they were walking past it on the street, they'd be like, that's, that's nothing. That's a fire hydrant. And I'd be like, that's, that's my jam. I was telling you backstage, I was at a party last night that was very pansexual. It was kind of all over the shop. And there was a, there's people that were trans, and also, like, I don't know the words. I, I will get them all wrong. I don't know all the names for things that people are or don't want to be called or whatever. But a friend of mine who is gay, but he is a man, but he he's into other men, but he wants, he likes to date straight men because he wants men. Those are colored people. <laughs> you say you don't know the phrases. That's colored people. Colored people? <laughs> uh, did they change that? <laughs> Are you my grandma? <laughs> my grandma would look at the window. She was the nicest lady in the world, but she'd look at the window. Oh, colored people. I, my, so, my, my grandparents, too, but they were taught that was their African American. And we've kind of, we, we, you know, we always do that. Like, we, in the 90s, it, like the African American thing was trotted out. It was, never, it was never retracted, but like, I think there might be a, I don't even, for all I know, it's now, I, don't, I haven't even checked in on this, and how would you? Remember when Kramer was apologizing for his little uh, meltdown on Letterman, and he called he called black people Afro Americans, like like like, and it was like this really weird, striking thing. Um, I mean, like what? Well, colored people was introduced. It was supposed to be like a you know, it was like a it was it was a, supposed to be a healthy thing. It just, the National Association for whatever the blah 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 colored people has colored people right in their name. Advancement, advancement. I know what it is. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's like, it's like, it was a fine thing. And then we're like, oh, grandma. But she's like saying it. She's trying to do it right. She's like, oh, there's a colored gentleman. Well, I, I, I remember, yeah, it's funny. Our grandma's generation. So my friend says, uh, he goes like, I, I, I want men to, to treat me like a lady. But he's not a woman. He's a guy. But he wants, he likes straight men. I'm like, wait, so what? He goes, your last boyfriend was a straight guy? He goes, yeah. He goes, my last boyfriend was straight. And I go, did you guys fuck? He goes, yeah, all the time. And I was like, wait how, wait, how does that work? And he goes, he goes, ain't no fag gonna fuck me like that. I'm like, that's fucking fascinating. And uh, so he, he, he prefers 
straight dick to gay dick, but it I mean, seems like is, it's pretty gay dick too. It's, it's got a, a lot of us say that's what they. It's like that, I think that's the Heisenberg principle. Like, if you can, if you can observe a straight dick in a gay butt or mouth. The moment you have observed it as straight, it becomes gay. Uh, I, I, but but that's straight talk. That's that's heteronormative right. psychology. Uh, he he should know better. He's the expert when he's being fucked by a straight guy and when he's being fucked by a gay guy. The customer's always right, man. <laughs> it's up to him what he wants to call his customers. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I I, I that's the thing. Like, uh, what was I gonna say? Probably something inflammatory and dated. And, <laughs> Clumsy. Were you, were you still about, talking about colored people? No, no, I wasn't going to talk about colored people. Colored people, are, they're on their own. The, the world's become too complicated. Colored people, you're on your own. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, what was it about sexuality? I'm trying to remember. You were, I was thinking of something when you were talking about that. I just like the fact that, uh, you know, as, as we grow up, I think we've, we've talked about this a bit, and, and, and of course, very poorly educated uh, conversations about it, is that... When we grew up, like, it was this, that, or the other. There was only kind of three or four Crayola, uh, Crayolas in that box. Now there's a bunch, which is great. But I, I just don't know. Like, I don't really have the vocabulary for it. Also, there was this switch, where, which I totally understand, but it was a t definite switch from our generation to this new generation, which is that now you're supposed to, you're supposed to ask a little bit, which in our day because there was only so many things and being different just got you beat up and i kind of tried to broach this with when curtis was here we were talking about revenge of the nerds which he totally said you know like you watch that movie and it's like yeah politically correct through the politically correct lens there's a that movie now commits more crimes than it ever solved but 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 the but the interesting thing about when you watch that movie is that you can if you want to understand like the gen x like concept of political correctness and progress all we, all we ever understood was going from bullying, going from bigotry to dropping that. And so when you watch like these 80s movies where like underdogs are the new heroes, what you're seeing is a lot of, for lack of a better word, ignorance, like, like ignoring what makes people different. So like you see like just unlikely families and one of them's gay and one of them, but they don't make gay jokes. They don't beat him up for being gay. So he's one of the family. And then, then this guy smokes pot and they don't, they don't, they smoke pot with him. And it's just like, it's, they're all put in this big pot. And that's the Gen X version of progress is that we stop, we stop hurting each other and and so if you and that's when i ran into trouble you know recently or a couple couple months ago six months ago now it was like when our friend jane was up who's uh who's who's earth shine you said you brought to that party and it was a big oh, hit. Yeah, jane, jane should know that i i have to jane's not here i don't imagine but i have to get jane if you're listening uh i have to get in touch with you because i brought your your absence to a party and it was everybody's favorite thing and i'm being tweeted about it a lot because everybody got stoned to the tits on the fucking absence <laughs> it was very good I was drunk and I used the wrong pronoun a thousand times with her because I he's present she was presenting very male and I was just, I was just drunk and whatever I, I, I but uh, and then someone complained on Twitter and then I did not uh, ingratiate myself to the community um, uh, with my response which was like if that's what you took away from the podcast you are too sensitive or whatever and I'm like ah! um, but uh, the, the, but the interesting takeaway that I took from from all of that was like you know what there's the for if you use that as a yardstick, like way out there, this like crazy new world 
the word crazy offensive now, but but uh, in reference to some of the stuff. But 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 like, you're actually supposed to now explore and ask, which was like kind of like goes back to like 60s and 70s kind of like when we were at a high of our like Norman Lear kind of driven like let's end racism but then like the 80s 90s and things kind of ushered in this world of like you know what put your hands in your pockets look at the ground and as long as you're not hurting anybody you're 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 actually like for progress and it's like the way I put it was like when I was a kid on the playground anybody that like asked you if you're a boy or a girl or what you preferred to be that was called a bully <laughs> it was like i i was asked that a lot i was asked if i was straight or gay i was asked if i was a boy or a girl i was asked why i don't shower i was asked i was asked all kinds of questions and they were not they were not fun questions to be asked and i was i was not happy to be asked them and the answers were not going to make anyone happy and they were no one was seeking any actual answers and so there's a kind of psychology there where you go i i'm going to be a hip modern person when i grow up and i'm going to like I'm not going to I'm going to go with the flow and then now we're entering this new world we're going with the flow all of a sudden now we're the we can end up being the the tide of of bigotry by going with the flow. <sighs> Fart corner. <laughs> when you want the fart corner to start at the second bar. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Richard Jenkins, who made that uh, song? <laughs> Academy Award winner. <laughs> Kevin McLeod. Kevin McLeod. Uh, there can be only two. Make another version of that song with like a, a little bar, a little. Give me a little ramp, Kevin. Yeah. It's, it's, and if your head comes away from your neck, it's over. Where's the camera? Where, where's the camera when that red light goes off and then there's no red light anywhere? It goes to another camera behind you. Oh, there's a camera behind us. No, 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 no. If you're looking there, the red light will go on somewhere else. See, it's, now it's over there. Now it's up there. Now it's going to be over there. Holy ground, Highlander. <laughs> All right. Oh, 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 McCloud is the Highlander's name. Yeah, McCloud is Highlander's name. <laughs> Thanks for backing me up, guys. Uh, all right, so, yeah, Netflix seems popular. That was my one thing I wrote on my notepad. We sang some songs. We talked about race and sexual preference again. We finally solved it, I think. I think we did. It was International Women's Day today? Was, today, was that today? Or? Yeah, and as someone wrote, the only day in the year that has 23 hours in it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of fucked up. I tweeted a bit like that that I thought deserved more response because uh, I combined it with that blackout day that just happened, uh, which I don't even know or understand. But I also looked enough to see that I'm not that I me trying to understand it is like not the point. Um, and uh, and so I tweeted this morning, Jeff, you'll like this. Uh, International Women's Day, right after Blackout Day. Uh, wait, no, what did I? I I I. I, I, I I grant your blackout day and International Women's Day, and I remind you that white men control the length of days. I, I don't remember what I tweeted. Wow. Can, Dan, can I go back a little bit? Because I wrote a note down while you were doing your, your earlier rap uh, of the family song. Uh, uh -huh. did, did I hear you correctly? Did, did you say spiders and sodomy? No, but I wish I had. Uh, what was it? 
Spiders inside of me, or I spiders think, to the right of I me? Think of, so spiders to the right of me, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Got, I thought for sure you said spiders inside of me. Spiders, spiders to the left of me, the leprechauns to the right. I think or something like that. Yeah, there's that one. God damn it! I wish that song began in a way that let me like really lean into I th- it. I, th- I think that you you can really start. You can declare the one for yourself wherever you like. It, it. Distracts me something. There's a, the song is like is like resolving things, and then I'm like I'm on a different path. Should we try a new song? <sighs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're as good, though. But what about the, uh... Remember this one? <laughs> yeah, so you, you don't seem very happy about that. <laughs> I'm going to play a couple others just, just to remind you how much you like the disco song yeah, see, by, by see, Kevin McLeod. See if anything, like, 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 it's like holding, like... It's like eating liver. <laughs> Winter, summer, spring, fall. Fucked your mama till she was three feet taller. Banged her on the head with my dick like my dick was a hammer and she got sick. Now she's in the bathroom and she's throwing up. So I feel bad and I bought her a puppy. (laughs) Took it to the vet. They said, you can't get it neutered yet. You gotta take it home and put it in a crate and let it outside when it pees and it's great. So it knows to pee outside. I fucked your mama so hard, she's now three feet wide. She's three feet tall, three feet wide. Your mama's a spear. I can't keep her inside. I gotta put her on the lawn and play with her. Your mama's Raymond Burr. It's an actor from the 80s. I fuck all the ladies, like 80s icons. You will see a glass of my pee. Well, oh wait, is that, wait, is that a new character? The lazy rapper? I got a glass of my pee and I don't know, put some pee in some poo and fucked your mama like she was a shoe. Snoop Dogg kind of phones it in, so why don't I? I fucked your mama in a bin. A mama bin. I went to the store where they sell them in. I bought two mama bins and took your mama home. I fucked her with my friend and my cousin Jerome. The same person. I'm very close with my family. I'm a lazy, lazy rapper. I fucked your mama in the crapper. I fucked your mama like my name was... Uh... This is a lazy rapper. Look how lazy this guy is. He just ate up... Six measures. Wait, I try to think of... So lazy. This better pay off. can't... Can't rhyme crapper with crapper, but where's that guy going? I'm not working the crowd, I'm just fucking your mama because the bitch is too loud. That's my cure for snoring. Fuck your mama so hot you can't be ignoring. I'm a lazy rapper and I'm putting no effort in. Fuck your mama in a bin. All right. He's a lazy, lazy rapper. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I feel like. I feel like the only difference between lazy rapper and your normal rapping is that it's just less loud. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a style it's choice. The, it's, it's the same quality of rap. Just like, less, you know, they volume. all have different styles. Like F- Fitty said, uh, he, he, he raps like a this all the time. Wait, wait. And wait, then Snoop Dogg. I, I need to hear you do some 50 Cent. 
<laughs> well, it's got to be kind of a yeah. Okay, here's some, give me some fitting. Well, I don't. Okay, I'll try, but. Okay. I'm 50 cent and I'm here to say I cost 50 cents all year, every day And I fucked your mama here and there Cause I, But he's faster. I mean, what am I doing? I'm a, but I'm just saying he has a cadence. He has a style. And then Snoop Dogg's like, don't, don't, wake him, Cause I'm a stoop dog and I hold them home and they hoo and I put their mama through and they hang up a Got a yow yow, bibby bo, bibby doo. Gotta put your mama in a boot and a shoe. I'm a snoop dog, a snoop dog rapper. 50 cents is now rapping. I'm a snoop dog and I'm Al's good rock. Ghost face killer on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dan, you, you have a gift. <laughs> I'm the rich little of, of, of 90s rappers. <laughs> but except for 50 Cent, who'd probably shoot me for saying that. Um, yeah, what is it? His name is 50 Cent because they, uh, they pulled 50 Cent's worth of uh, metal out of him when he got shot. Was that the idea? That's why he got the name 50 Cent. Don't okay. ask our crowd. <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought I, I remember looking that up. Like he got, he got shot and survived, and then they were like they pulled like enough metal out of him to make fifty cents. I don't know something like that. I, I don't think I'm getting it right, but it's close to that. <sighs> Black people don't have it easy, and cops are bad. All right, moving on. <laughs> But there, but there are some cool cops. There's a, yeah, but we've already talked about that. Obviously, there's some cool everything. If all cops were evil, we would have figured it out by now. Like, like for instance, if we all of a sudden had the internet, all of a sudden you'd be seeing all these videos of them murdering people. Um, it would just start happening like that overnight. <laughs> it has. Uh, but, but I think I've met, I've met cool cops. Have you ever met a, met a cop and like hang out and like, like just hung out? Like, a, like an off-duty cop? Um... When I was in when I was in college, I was I, a journalism student, and I had I did a like a piece like uh, where I interviewed a cop. I tell you about this. Uh, I had to go. You, you had to write something about like like the, the police force, or whatever. So I met a cop back in Whittier that I hated because he was an asshole. He was the chief uh, of police back in Whittier, and they had this program of harassing the homeless people. And so I sat him down. We had lunch. I took him to a Mexican restaurant, and I'm you know 18 years old, 19 years old. And we sat down, had lunch, and he's like, he's like, look, I don't like you, you don't like me, uh, I do. Like he, he gave me the kind of like, uh, you can't handle the truth, you know, like a few good men speech, like you need, you need people like me on that wall. By the end of the lunch, I actually liked him. Uh, he was a human being at the end of that lunch, but I hate what he, the way he operates. And so I, I he, he was a human being after it, but I still think that he was teaching his younger officers to come and, and treat homeless people. Uh, Automatically with disrespect, and automatically is less than human. Yeah. And well, so yeah, it's a, it's like this. There's two kinds of people in this world. There's the kinds of people that think there's two kinds of people in this world, and then there's the good people, <laughs> like that. And that's that's sort of that's what uh, that's the sort of like what we call right wing and left wing in America. Like, is it because and there's this appealing thing about the idea that there's. That there's rules and that there and that there is no chaos and that there's never an exception because, because that's how you do get shit done is you wake up in the morning and decide that you deserve something or that something needs to get done and all this stuff and if you did s plunge yourself ex you know s exclusively into what we would call the general left uh, kind of psyche 
there's I, I don't would you get shit done or would you I don't know like like are those the competing parts of our our species like this idea that on one hand like 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 you you everything everything's crazy oh wow hey, fuck you never know anything and then the, the I don't know is it like these brush cut guys that like we loathe and that make us do these rituals and that they they're constantly embarrassing themselves and getting us all into trouble and 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 serving as an example to us is like god you can't I, I just think like, like that I, but I th- yeah it's, it's a it's a vicious cycle because like uh I got pulled over couple weeks ago after I just landed at LAX was pulling out of this parking lot I always park at ran a stop sign was right by the police station there and it's like I just kind of drifted through a stop sign and I got pulled over but the guy came to my window I could see him through my side view mirror he was like a very young guy and I really feel like he was probably a very new like rookie he came at me like I had just robbed the president's bank and kicked his mom in the Wallet. Uh, like, he just—he was like hand on his gun and freaking out, and it freaked me out. And it's like I think that's the wrong way to approach anybody. Why does it keep running out of here? Is he all right? Is it the same guy? Or yeah, is it, he just, oh, okay. twice he's gone. Is he, well, we'll ask him when he gets back. I'm okay. sure he'll enjoy that. Uh, uh, is, is he an old-timey reporter that has to keep going to a phone booth outside? <laughs> Stop the presses! <laughs> Harmon calls Yahoo ridiculous. <laughs> so the, this cop kept, I, I kept, and, and so like you know, I'm, I'm, I want to get home. He's dropping his pen. He's super nervous. The, All right, what, what's going what is on? Your what's deal, going on? sir. What's your name? Uh, Nate. What are you? Are you, you're, are you okay? Is everything good? Yeah, I'm just. I'm really thirsty. Because <laughs> you just returned with an A and W. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Everything's falling to shit. Uh, you just returned with a giant. Two liter bottle of water. Yeah. Did you go fill it up in the bathroom or what? The whole the, the, the water thing. The sink. The, the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so you, can, we, can, can we talk to you for a second? You just hold the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, I like your shirt. Would you come and sit up here so the uh, cameras can oh, see your okay. shirt? Because the guy's got a shirt that says "Cooking for Jesus." All right. So <laughs> you like, there you go. Bring your bring your giant water bottle up there too, because you're you're a very thirsty fellow. <laughs> are, are you so into hydration that this is a thing, or is this like a uh, like? That, that's how much water you're going to drink during our performance tonight? Oh, no, I just, I just get nervous and stuff. So. You get nervous? Yeah. And when you get nervous, you sprint off. So, wait, but you, so you, the, but the, you ran twice. So what was the first, the first time was to pee, and the second time was to yeah. fill up with more pre-pee? Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, you don't feel attacked right now, right? No, you don't, I'm you good. feel safe? Yeah, no, okay, no. good. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making a joke when I say that. Like, I, I, like I, I, you're not a. You're not a freak. Like we're, we just want to know what your 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 journey for us. Uh, tell, tell, so, now this this diet A and W root beer bottle. Have you had you drunk that root beer at some point today too, or is this, is this your water bottle? No, it's just my water bottle. That's when you carry around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at all times. Um, well, I mean, I get a different one sometimes. But. Are you are you on a? Is it a kick that you're on right now, like a diet that where you have to drink a lot of water? No, I don't know. You just is this something you've always done? No, I I. Uh... <laughs> it's 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 eighty percent of the earth. You're you're the good guy. Like we're, we okay, we yeah, should all yeah. drink more water. I, 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 I just, we, we're just. I, I got sick. And then I got really paranoid that if I didn't drink water, I'd get a sore throat. Oh, so uh. it's like. How much water do you think you drink a day? Because what is it, like 80, 80 to 100 uh, liters a day? Not 100 liters. But... What, what are they saying? 80 to 100 liters of water a day. What's, what's your name? Uh, Nate. 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 How, how much water are you getting through a day, do you think? Uh, 
maybe like four of these. Four of those. I feel like I feel like you're asking the wrong questions. Like 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 what is it because he's not he's you're being evasive, aren't you? Like you know that it's weird to drink this much water and this with this much urgency and you're not telling us you're not just telling us what we need to know. Are you diabetic? He uh, said no, you, got, no, no, you got a cold, and now you have a like a little. So that's pe- it, just to stave off like a feeling that you're gonna get sick. Yeah, you know it's like sick? a. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> placebo. Right. What placebo? Someone just sung, sung placebo. Like. <laughs> no, I mean I, 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 that's that's the greatest addiction to have is to run off and drink water. God, I wish. I would, but I, I would not. There's a sink here that you're just filling up, and I wouldn't drink out of the L.A. tap water. In a, in a, oh a, yeah, I mean. Oh, someone said that's how you got your source hook. I always wonder about that too. Uh, well, so so okay. So Nate, any advice out there for 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 people out there that want to drink more water? I... <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a bad interviewer. <laughs> You're you make Arsenio Hall look like Mike Wallace. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess, I guess th- thank you for, for bravely uh, coming up and yeah. giving us more answers. And also, Nate, just... Nate if, if, at, if at any moment, Nate, you have to get up and run out and go pee, we're not going to make a deal out of it. Wait, I what guess. did you just say, Nate? You, did you ask a question? What? Oh, can we just talk about like some other than water? Oh, something other than water. Well, we, we, have, we, have a, we have another guest here to do that. Okay. But so far, all you are is... What's, what, so what, far, all you are is the water guy. I mean, you can't. What's just, on your mind? Have you, have you got some pressing issues? You can't, issue you can't you... just drink so much water that we get your opinions about Obama. <laughs> That's not fair. That's what Donald Trump tries to do. He'll build a bunch of buildings and then I'll have opinions. You can't. You can't. There's Wait, that, enough... that was Fifty Cent. <laughs> the, the emperor has no clothes. <laughs> oh, he's so thirsty. This God, I, I really think uh, you, go, you go to the doctor and just say, Dan Harmon said to ask, am I diabetic? Okay. Well, just you, in case. Are, are you diagnosing him as diabetic? No, I'm telling his doctor to. Are, are, <laughs> are diabetics notoriously thirsty? Yes, that's one of the big symptoms when, you, when you're not diagnosed yet. That's, how you, that's, how, that's the first thing that happens. It's like, you're, fuck, I'm so thirsty. And then you go in and they're like, yeah, motherfucker, goodbye ice cream. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to. Sh- but who else? Who else besides me right now is getting thirsty just having this conversation? I, I, it's, it's, everybody wants a drink. Um, uh, pass your bottle around. <laughs> Nate, what's on your mind, real quick? Is there, is there anything? Okay, pressing yeah. On, what on your what mind? would you talk to us about if you if you got the if you got the crunch for a while? What would what would what would you lay down on us? Um. Okay, I don't know. This is kind of like a question my friend had. Like. So he said, like... This is a good, um, is a good start. <laughs> it's a good start. Your friend said... Okay, he said, like, he was reading um, the mythology guy, the... Joseph Campbell. Yes, yes. And, and he said, like, if you... Like, a lot of religions say that you're guilty, right? But that feels better than a feeling of, like, um, you, you have no say in what happens in the universe... Mm. So, like, what do you think's tougher uh, as a feeling? Well, I mean, I think that uh, I think that what you named it already. What's tougher is the idea that you don't have a choice in anything. I mean, we can't handle that. We don't. We don't perceive the world that way. We make choices in real time. We think of them as choices. It's only the introduction of philosophy that suggests the idea, the technical concept that 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 we that we technically don't choose anything. And and the irony is that that probably that's true. I mean, it almost obviously is because there's 
what the hell is choice? I mean, the, 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 that, that debate will drive you crazy because if I, if you, if you, if the, all of the circumstances are the same, then that, that would be like saying that I flip a coin somewhere in my brain, like, like on some primal level, and that would be something that we didn't want because we want to think of ourselves as being creatures of, of, of some substance and not just a bunch of dice. So we believe in choice. We experience life as choice. I think choice is something we made up. We also made up like the idea of like you know any kind of like you know organization to everything because what is it? It's a we're living in a very very slowed down giant explosion. He, uh, Nate's had three sips of water during the, <laughs> during that. I'm making him very nervous. Yeah. Is, is it a nervous response? It's got to be some something has to be related to a nervous response. There, you're not that thirsty. Is it possible? I'm, I'm really not that thirsty. Yeah, is that, is that like a, like like Lannis's blanket for you? Like like a, a, a yeah, it's like it's like a tick almost. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I got that. I, I, I we all have our own ticks. That, that's a very healthy one to have, by the way. <laughs> yeah, mine is PCP. <laughs> <laughs> I I strangle a prostitute. Like I have to touch the light switch three times before I leave the house, and then I'm like. <laughs> You're just like the others. Okay, All now right. now I can edit. Nate, everybody, thank you, Nate. Thank hey, you. Nate. Thank you, Nate. Always a Harmontown's thirstiest fan. <laughs> I always appreciate it when people come up here and they, uh, yeah, they yeah. they subject themselves to the scrutiny. I, of the we were just we were just worried because you darted out here like 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 something. Oh, I was trying to make it like not awkward. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, mission unaccomplished. <laughs> All right. from, from now on, Nate, walk, just walk at any pace you like. You can sprint out, you can jog out, you can walk out, you can crawl out. We're not gonna make it, we're not gonna make a deal out of it. I mean, look at Anatoly next to you. This fucking guy. <laughs> don't move. I'm taking a picture of this. This is like the height of balls. Is that Garcia Lorca on your in your shirt? Who is that? It's Anton Chekhov. Uh, oh, Anton Chekhov. Yeah. All right. He had the greatest death of all time. How'd he die? Uh, as far as I know, do you, do you know the circumstances of his death, Anatoly? No. As far as I, I, I read that he was uh, quite an old man. Like I think it's in his 80s or so, and he was on his, like, on his you know, plantation or whatever, like his estate. And he and his old wife, who he'd been with forever, they had a, a family over, and he would walk out in the garden, and he would just improvise stories for his grandchildren. And he, they would go like, uh, Grandpa, just, uh, the, light, the lamppost. And he would, he would just improv, improvise a story for them. So all the family goes away. He comes back in. The family goes home. It's just he and his old wife. And she says, let's have champagne, some strawberries or something. And, and he goes, I haven't had champagne in a very long time. I think I'll rest. And so she goes off to get the champagne. When she comes back, he's laying on the couch dead with a smile on his face. And she sits down next to him and drinks the champagne and has the strawberries. And just like, she's like, fuck it. That's a great death. And then at his funeral, I guess all these Russians turned out to go to his funeral. And I, I might have, have this wrong. Somebody please fact check this. But I think it's uh, Chekhov's death. Where they all go, his, his uh, coffin's on a train car, and they all march behind the train car in the cold rain or whatever, and it's a bunch of fancy pants society people that all want to go mourn Chekhov's death. They realize, also, it smells like crap because they're following the wrong train and it's got oysters on it, and it says it's, it's rotting fish. And they had followed for miles the wrong train, and they, 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 they had to go all the way back the other direction to follow the right train back. And his friends of Chekhov said it's like he wrote his own funeral because that's exactly what he would have written. But falling asleep while your wife is off to get champagne and her coming back and you have a smile on your face and she finishes the champagne is groovy. I like that. You know, you hold your breath out because you go like, well, okay, so I would come back and I would be like, ah, no, no! 
like, like, like and, and in between, like, shaking the corpse, I'd be like, why couldn't you have done it after calling me a cunt? Like, like, why is that better? Because what the fuck? I was looking forward to having champagne, like, the one afternoon. They were in their 80s. Nice. They're old people. It's going to happen. Know, like, ostensibly, they've done it before. No, I know I'm the bad guy, but I'm saying, like, that's why I'm afraid. That's what, that's fear of death is the thing that makes you go, no. Like, I want, I want the good things. If I you, want if, to if cling to the... And, uh, let's, say, let's say you're 90 and Aaron would be what? 80? 80, 80? How, how, how much younger is she? She'd be like 23. She's 23, right. <laughs> I forgot. She's a fetus right now. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you're in your like old people and if, and if you peacefully passed away at 90 years old and she came in with a, a bottle of Kettle One and sat down next to you and you had a smile on your face... It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasant way to go. I'm going to cry thinking about that. That's so fucked up. You're 90 years old in the story. But there's, it's just, I would have, that would have been the first afternoon that we, I stopped working. And I would be like, like oh, let's have some Kettle One. Like, I, I, like, like maybe once it gets boring, like, 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 maybe, like a good death would be like, okay, let's go to, the, let's go to Costco. <laughs> and she's like, I'll go get the card. And then she comes back and I'm dead. <laughs> And she'd be like, she'd look at my corpse and look at the card and be like, I can go to Albertsons. Because no bulk. Greg? And it's like, oh, yeah, he nailed his death. We don't have to go to Costco. Like Greg Proops' joke where there was a big fear when they found out that Jimi Hendrix had lied about being gay to get out of the Vietnam War. And Greg said, I lied about being gay last Wednesday to get out of going to Home Depot. <laughs> All right, wait, can we, uh, he, he graciously, like, I, I, I told him to come because there's never been a more overwhelming demand for uh, somebody to come back, uh, specifically for his performance in Shadowrun. Curtis Armstrong came back. Oh, uh, shit! How special. Thank you. Thank you. Hi! Oh, thank you. Gosh. I've never been asked back anywhere. Oh, gosh. Dan, uh, Usually they're so relieved. After, after the show last time, uh, we were like, you'd split and we were back in the green room. And yeah. Dan's like, I really want him to come back. I'm like, ask him. He's like, I don't know. Like, that's, that seems like forward. I'm like, it's better to ask and him say no. Like, let's, let's just ask. Well, like I'm going to say no. But I mean, right. you said last week, you said you know, you have to come back. Everybody always says you have to come back and then you never hear from them again. Oh, is that what's going so, on on the other side of those conversations? Yeah, because I always so go, I you have to come thinking, back and then they go, yeah, and then they do. Uh. No, no, no. I, what was happening in this case was you said to me, we have to have you back. And I said, great, that would be great. And then I walked out thinking, well, he'll never Oh, this is great. And, wow, and what a great new family member. Like, actually get asked back. No one ever does that. <laughs> We're, now, now you have to come back every week for sure. <laughs> yeah. Which you'll do until this season of, of King of the Nerds is... Gets uh, picked up. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. then I don't have to. Yeah, so and then I'm you'll be like, fuck you, nerds! <laughs> Fly away in your biplane. That's how I picture rich people. Yeah. You're just flying in a biplane. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing that. Let's bring out a, a tidal wave of friends. Let's bring out Spencer. Uh, Spencer! Spencer Crittenden. Spencer, get your cheeks out here. 
may have. Okay, Spencer's getting high in the back or something. He was back there somewhere. I saw. Well, he he probably. But when we brought you up, he's probably. I probably have about ten minutes to do what needs to be done. (laughs) (laughs) If I and he grabbed his like rubber hose. If I know Spencer, what time is it? Nine oh three. If I know Spencer, he's given cut rate hand jobs out in the parking lot. I do it because I like to do it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. That's the thing about hand jobs. I like giving them. <laughs> but you never, you never, no one ever tells you, yeah, well, you should, you should give, you should just give them. Uh, that's Spencer impression, like, ran on some rocks. Wow. <laughs> you really are a bad impressionist. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just learning new things about about your your coworkers. Do you have Do you have any impressions? I will not make you do them, but do you, do you are you a person that has impressions in you, or do you not? Have oh any no, no, no! I don't really, I yeah. don't really have impressions. I'm I, not very good I, I, as a child. Do you I hear did. Dan? Nice. Hey, hey, here he is. Well, out in the parking lot. He's given HJs. <laughs> Looks like you're are you bringing those to flaunt. You've got water in every pocket. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two. You know, there's more than one guy that drinks an abnormal amount of water, Dan. Yeah. No, I, I just, I'm sorry I came on and I cut you off. That was it's very right. rude of me. It's all it right. Was... I actually had started a water backstage, but I left it there because I was self-conscious after. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want to be the anti-water guy. <laughs> I figured, I, you know, you'd, you'd, you know, start in on me. I still, I still think. <laughs> Curtis. I, I, Curtis. I still think that guy is being dodgy. He's cool, man. I'm, I'm I, cool. He, he got up twice. This is what I don't understand. And, and, How and thirsty with, with, can with, you within be? Within 45 seconds of my memory is correct. I was very close together. So one time was to pee, and one time was to get water. But he's water is part of his life. I don't know. I think the guy is like shady and dishonest and a terrible person. <laughs> I don't think so. so. (laughs) He's cooking for Jesus. (laughs) Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, I just, you know, we're we're concerned about our fans when they go go running like that. Uh, So, so, all right. So, uh, where did we leave off? Moonlighting. Uh, <laughs> uh, where we left off. My my wife is not coming this week. She's not coming this week. Uh, She's so she doesn't get to ask me those really awkward <laughs> questions that I had to follow up each time because I wasn't sure what she meant. Yeah. I, um, she um, uh, she is uh, sick. I don't know how much more I'm supposed oh, to say. Uh, she's pooping a lot. She's puking. She's uh, sounds oh, like sa- sounds like diabetes. She. Th- she <laughs> She thought it was food poisoning. By the way, my lovely wife, uh, I just listened to their first episode of their, their, her new podcast that she's doing with Wayne Fetterman uh, called Human Conversation. It's, uh, it's 55 minutes of your life. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Give it a listen. <laughs> it's like a... Raves like, Dan Harmon from the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a pleasant chat. I mean, I don't, honestly, I've only listened to one episode. There's something kind of addictive about it. It's like it sort of harkens back to a kind of, like, I don't know, morning or afternoon, like kind of, it's just a man and a woman. They're just chatting. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's funny to me. I listen to it. But I, then again, I'm a big fan of my wife. I don't know. Uh, but this uh, Wayne Fetterman fellow seems very, very funny, too. He's kind of, he's kind of like a, he's, he's coaching uh, her basketball team if I'm not mistaken yeah 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 and he sort of he sort of has a kind of like an old man sensibility that kind of like uh, get, I don't know like uh, liberates you to look at the world uh, uh, randomly or afresh like he doesn't use profanity and he 
I don't know. It's funny when I, I think about how he must see me. Like, like, why is he so? Why does he have to be angry? Um, anyways, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I know. Where um, do you start? Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you know you were sort of on a roll, and then I came out. And no, no, no. Curtis, I want... Curtis, you're sitting only three feet away from one of the greatest, most gifted interviewers of all time. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah, I know. I've he, been here before. You, you, be, <laughs> be prepared to answer some very trenchant, very uh, salient questions. Okay, fire away, man. When did you lose your virginity? <laughs> I and long... how and why? <laughs> In any order. <laughs> okay. I lost my virginity at the age of 21 or two. Hold Chill? <laughs> She's here? Unbelievable! <laughs> Uh, Was it Jill? It's Jill. She's here. Um, I lost my virginity at the age of 21 or 22 in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Whoa. Sounds like you're making that up. I'm not. When you, when so you, you had a gal in Kalamazoo. Zoo, 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 zoo. <laughs> and she took pity on me where none had before. Oh. And, um, and she she deprived me of my virginity. <laughs> now, is it, but only once. Is, it, is this still the, the same Curtis that was playing uh, uh, tableau violin? Up, up no, this is a slightly later Curtis, okay. just by a couple just, of years. What, what was your bag at, at age 21, 22? Um, I did English accents because I thought it might <laughs> make me more attractive. <laughs> So I would learn to do English accents. And in fact, I remember Jill telling me that the reason she actually slept with me was because of my English accent. (laughs) So it worked. How how did... How did you? How did she encounter it? Like, how? well, because I would do it. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, like, well, so you were working the fries window, and you're like, would you like more fries with that governor? No, like, no, no, no. You... It was a more. It, it wasn't like a governor one. It was more of a. <laughs> what, could you could you do it by region? Like you say accents. Like could you do regional? Yeah, I would do. Style? Well, I mean, I would do my idea of regions, but it would it would really would be would be like a, a bad Cockney, and then there would be it would be Nigel Bruce. It would be a Cockney. Or you know, extraordinary homes, that sort of thing. That, that, that's so, a very good Nigel Bruce, by the way. You, you can do impressions. That's, that's very good. Well, that was it. That was one. Yeah, yeah that's I did good. do that one. I I used to do them when I was a child. I think Nigel Bruce is too blustery as as uh, I agree as with you. He or, is as, uh, as Watson. Watson yes, he's too blustery, but I loved him. Yeah, he's great. He's he's not Watson, but I loved him. Yeah, he's not. And I and I found I could do him now. Doing Nigel Bruce doesn't get you laid. <laughs> with, with you would have to unless you're unless you're doing Nigel Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Who only has sex with straight men? <laughs> it's a callback. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my favorite part of that of that thud of a joke was watching the lights in the camera try to find where the comedy was. <laughs> <laughs> Director's like something has to be something funny has to be going on right now. <laughs> Hold it. Um, <laughs> but do, do, do I take it this young lady and you were part of the same theatrical community? Yes, maybe? we were in in school, you know, in uh, college. And, and so I had done I had done a part 
in a play that somebody had written, it's, and I did it with an English accent, not because it was required, but because <laughs> because I thought it would be a good chance to show off my English accent, and it worked. All right. Well, we're getting to know you, and I'm trying to play it cool, but it's 9-11, and uh, we, we're trying to establish a tradition here what at 9-11. Oh, my God. What do we do? We make a... We, we never get this oh, right. Oh, it was the 9-11 have... uh, thing from last week. Do we just sing the 9-11 song? Hit uh, it. No. <laughs> No, that's probably going to be offensive. Okay. That's going to end up offensive. Uh, Oh, not if it's sultry, though. Yeah. Why'd you have to bring those towers down? Why'd you have to bring my country a frown? We're just trying to be Attack me, lay your terrorist body down to the brink of dawn. Yo, Al Qaeda, why you gotta be like that? Ain't no fighting, ain't it gotta be a spat? Yo, Al Qaeda in Afghanistan, ain't, ain't trying to do it in Iraq and Iran. You gotta, I'm just trying to be cool in New York. I gotta look up to the sky and see fallen pork. <laughs> what I thought, but I found out it was. It's fucked up. I'm gonna cry. I'm traumatized. I saw a guy who told me it was P to the TSD. I thought, shouldn't get that in the city, you see? I'm just a deli worker and a rapper on the side trying to lay it low and open up wide and to live my life and pay my revenues. (laughs) Fuck you, Al-Qaeda. Why you choose... To attack us Cause you gotta pay the freedom <laughs> Why you hate a way of life You gotta attack oh, no. Two towers and two states of mind When you look beyond it You'll find that Everybody just wants to get down Got a tower on the left And now it's down For, Why the fuck you do that Now everybody's changed And the language is changing Like a oh, shit, I can't rap anymore I'm all broke Broken up because of 9 11. Jesus. Wow. The final casualty of 9 11 is your, your ability to rap. <laughs> I, I, bl- I blamed it on 9 11. Yeah. Do you want to drink, Curtis? Or you... I might have one in a minute. I'm okay, okay right now. Thank you. Well, when I'll you take do, the, take, take the cup because otherwise I'm digging in your ice. And... Yeah, that's all right. <sighs> It'll be a reminder that I've been digging the ice all night. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, Jill, uh, what, what, so where, where did it Jill? all go? Where did it go down uh, with Jill? <laughs> where did it go yeah, down yeah, with Jill? Yeah, where did it happen? Uh, in my uh, in my room. In, nice. Yes. You have an apartment, a dorm, or what? A uh, dorm, yeah. Dorm, yeah? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just once. Yeah. Never, never again? One-timer? One no, that was it. I mean, since then, yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> but um, but with but with Jill, yeah. it was just the one. one Enjoyable time. was it? Was it was a good time? I it was very quick. <laughs> it was very quick, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, she only needed the one. That's it, yes, it went perfectly. Once yeah, once it's done, then it's done, and you move on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> and she did, and I never found anyone 
who was as attracted to the English accent after that. That was like a one-time thing that worked. Did you you try the English accent? Yeah, I still do. Really? And yeah. One time I was at a bar, I had a roommate who was Irish, and we were at a bar pretending to do Scottish accents, and there was nobody at this bar. Was he was co- Irish, but he was pretending to do Scottish we, accents? I, I, he's, he was from Dublin, and we were hanging out at the three clubs, and there was nobody in the bar but us and the bartenders, and they were far down the other side of the room. And so, we, for some reason, he was talking about a friend of his, and he was doing a Scottish accent to tell the story. And so I started doing it, too. And then these girls came up next to us and ordered drinks, so, and they're like, oh, where are you guys from? And, he, and he's like, oh, it's from Aberdeen. And, and, and he, could, he, he, he could really do it, and I could kind of do it. And so he was nailing it, and, and they're like, oh, my God, his accent is so great. And then all their, their friends showed up, and more girls. Now, the bartenders had known, they knew me, and they knew that we weren't Scottish earlier in that evening. <laughs> Now we're doing it because now we just don't want to, like, now it's just embarrassing to stop doing it. And we thought any moment these girls would get their drinks, go leave, sit down somewhere and leave us, like, that'll be that. And they, it just, more people came around and, and, and it's like, it's like are you from, uh, I've been to Aberdeen and he, uh, oh, okay, now. Oh, now you're in trouble. But it's like, how far is Aberdeen from, uh, from Leith? It's like, oh, it's about you know, 45 minutes to go up there. And, like, like, and, and he knew all the fucking <laughs> shit. And so the, there was one girl there, her name was Mouse. And uh, I had never met this girl in my life. I proceeded. Was she a DJ? To, what? She, was, she, she actually was a DJ. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, I, well, well spotted. <laughs> uh, but I, I had not met this girl in my life, and, and so it was either that or her parents raised her in a basement. <laughs> Probably both. So she, uh, I kept seeing her every two weeks for the rest of time. For the rest of eternity, I kept running into her, and we had talked for a good 45 minutes in this, me doing this bullshit Scottish accent. So every time I'd see her, I, she'd walk into another bar on a different side of town, and I would turn to whoever I was ne- next to and go, okay, I'm Scottish. She's uh, <laughs> like, oh, everybody, Melinda, uh, Carissa, uh, this, is, this is Jeff, he's from Aberdeen, from Scotland, uh, he's got the best accent. Oh, how do you, how'd you do? Good to see you again. And I, and I would do that, and that was so tiring. So one day, after about a year and a half of this, <laughs> look, and I, I, I honestly saw her a, a, a dozen times, and I, and I kept doing it, and I felt so bad about it, and it, I didn't want to, like, I wasn't getting anything out of this. She just kept, she loved that I had a, I was from Scotland, and I was not. So I, I, I'd had enough of it, and so I, I went up to her, and she goes, she goes, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? This is my friend Melinda. And so I'm, like, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she kind of, <laughs> gives me, like, a weird look, and I said, like, uh, she's like, how you doing? I'm, like, I'm doing great. How you doing? And she's like, "Where's, uh, where's your accent?" I go, "You know, I'm an actor, and they tell you, like, as an actor, like, you just practice speaking in an American uh. accent as often as possible, <laughs> just to get good at it." And she goes, and she's still looking at me like, she goes, "Okay, do it. Do, do your American accent." I'm like, "What do you want me to say?" And she goes, uh, "I'd like a cheeseburger and fries." I go, "I'd like a cheeseburger and fries." And she goes, "Well, it's okay." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so like, like 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 right up to the five inches before the finish line. I was just gonna that story was gonna be called "You're an Asshole." Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's the that, that certainly is the title of the story. <laughs> because on any given day, like in any bar in L.A., there's some fuckface who's like lying to people for <laughs> I, social I, I, profit. It never got me laid. It never it never earned me a penny. It never I, I profited none off of doing that. It was just I felt it was weirder to just say, oh, I was bullshitting you the whole time. I thought I'd never see her again. 
And then it turns out we went to the same three places all the time. It was, a fr- it was such a weird culture shock. Like I could barely remember being back in Wisconsin where this never happened. I remember moving from Wisconsin to L.A. And I remember going out and trying to just hang out because that's what I did in Milwaukee. Like you just went out and just drank and made friends. And I, 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 like, I remember small talking some guy at some bar because that my friends dragged me to, and uh, and I and I was like, so what, what do you, what do you do? And he's like, I silkscreen t-shirts, and I and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know anything about silkscreening t-shirts. How does that work? And, and he's like, well, you take a thing and you do this, and he's describing the whole process. And I go, so then what? Do you, what so, so then do you like mass produce them and do you sell them like uh, through like a PO box or whatever? And and like, like like he goes, I'm just fucking with you, man. Whoa. <laughs> And I'm like, that's hilarious. Uh, gonna go home and write a hit TV show. <laughs> hit in quotes. Hit in quotes. Uh, no, I, I just it was like it was a really big like like I, I prefer LA culture to Milwaukee culture. I think there's, there's a heavy share of dishonesty in like you know institutionalized alcoholism as well. Like I, I, I we, we we weren't we weren't good people just because but we we didn't have like we didn't have a reason to like fuck with people. That wasn't recreation. Uh, it was for assholes. You called those people assholes. If you caught somebody saying something to someone that wasn't true, that person was just an asshole. And and in L.A., it's like, eh, but he's the coolest guy in the world. Uh, I, 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 I mean, there's just more people, and we all came from all these different cities. And did I, did I tell you the story about the guy that lied to me, and I caught him in a lie at the drawing room? Um, I don't know his name, so I, 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 it's not inflammatory. I sat next to a guy, and he was you know, you know, daytime drinking at the drawing room, our little dive bar. And uh, it's a, like a little cheersy kind of place where everyone knows everybody. And Minus the... Cheers. My, minus the chair. More, more, more sadness and more, more drug addicts. But uh, uh, less of a clarinet and more of a, like a sixty cycle hum that you hear when you leave the yeah. uh, eight inch yeah. jack, like laying in some water and, <laughs> and a slight smell of methane and poop in the air. Uh, it's a great place. So this guy was sitting at the end of the bar, and he like something came up, and so we're talking across the bar about the song that's in the jukebox or whatever. So we're having a conversation. So I just scoot down, so we're not yelling, so I, and I, I sit near him. And we're having a conversation. What do you do? He's like, I'm a writer. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I live up in the uh, Los Feliz Hills here, and I got a great house. I'm married. I got this. It's just like life is fantastic. I'm, I'm doing what I want. I'm making these movies. No one watches them. They're kind of you know they're, they're kind of for nothing. And I, I'm usually broke. I'm mortgaging the house all the time. But it's like I'm doing what I love. I'm like that's that's fantastic. Like, and he never once asked me what I did, which is a very you know common thing. You know, having conversation with people in Los Angeles or strangers. He just, he just kind of went in this monologue about how awesome things were. And so I just kept asking him questions. I'm like, uh, like so we, like, where'd you grow up? He, I grew up here in L.A. I said, uh, what, what, what did you do before filmmaking? He said, well, I'm, I'm kind of a failed actor. I was an actor. I did theater as a kid. I go, oh, me too. I did theater as a kid. And he goes, yeah, I was on Broadway as a kid. I said, oh, so was I. And I, and I said, uh, what, what show did you do on Broadway? And he goes, um... <laughs> I'm like, okay, now he's blind because you don't remember. Right. You, you don't forget the show you're on in Broadway. Oh like, it was the thing with the guy. Like, you, you remember the fucking show that oh you did on God. Broadway. Yeah. So, he's, he's, so he's fishing for it, and he goes, it's the one with... Um, <laughs> it's the one with, with the... the uh, tits and the feathers. Like, the- now, <laughs> what he doesn't know is he's now, he's now walking towards saying that he was on... And also, I found out he's my age. He's a year, he's a year older than I am. He says that he's in... 
He goes, it's the one with the um, with the bald, uh, bald guy, your Brenner, that go, the king and I. No. Now, that's Cur- Jeff, Cur- Jeff Curtis, I was, I, was, I was on Broadway in, in 1985 <laughs> in The King and I. So he's, I, I go, no, at that point I go, oh, how old are you? Because it might have been a different production of it. And he goes, yeah. I'm, I'm 41 or whatever he was. He's a couple years older than me at the time. I'm like, okay, so, so, so you, how old were you, have been at the time? He's like, oh, so, so that, I guess that would have been, I would have been about 11, 12 years old. And now, now so then, your Brenner was dead. At that point, because I was the last guy to play. I said, what, what role did you play? And he goes, I, I played the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the kid. I go, Louis? Yeah, I played Louis. <laughs> because there's only one white kid in The King and I. The, the other kids are all the, the Siamese kids of the king right. uh, and the prince. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm sitting there like, he's, like that's, that's such a crazy thing to say. Also, I, I thought he was lying when he didn't know the name of it. So I'm sitting there, and, and we talked for, a, I would say, a solid 45 minutes, an hour, about his life and about everything. And I'd learned all this stuff. And now I'm just kind of reeling. Okay, everything he said has been bullshit. So I, I, I said, uh, so, oh wait, so that would have been 85? Are, like, are, did you, are you sure it wasn't like a few years before? Cause, uh, and, uh, or maybe a few years. Like, and he goes, he goes no, 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 I, I did it with your Brenner. I played Louis in The King and I, 1985. And I was like, I said, um, so did I. <laughs> and, and he, his hair fucking went white. And, 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 and he goes, oh, I, I, I said, and so I was trying to take him off the hook. I said, look, when I was doing it, and also, by the way, I never missed a performance. So like, there's not even a chance that he was an understudy. I wondered maybe he was one of my understudies because there were seven of them. And I said, oh, fuck, maybe he's one of those kids that I don't remember from back then. And I said, well, I did it too. And I said, maybe did you just audition for it? Because you were constantly auditioning for it. And he just picked up his shit and walked out. (laughs) That's one of the... And I turned to the bartender and I go, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I said, he told the only lie I could catch him in. He made... If, if, if he said he played the, the black kid in The Wiz, I couldn't have busted him on that. Right. Right. And that's if he, what, and if that's he said he was from some tugger, I couldn't have fucking got him. But he, he, he said the role and the day and the, and the thing, he couldn't name the theater. He, it was just full of and shit. And a lot of those people congregate in bars and do that. So I like, turn to the bartender and I go, did you fucking hear that? She goes, oh yeah, by the way, his wife hates his guts. He doesn't live at home. I go, Everything he said was absolute it's the malarkey. Bartender, yeah. And so... Oh. And, and, uh, Pursuantly, since I've seen him, like once in a while he's come back in and he'll see me and he'll walk right back out. <laughs> Weren't we talking about the, there's an actual, like, like we were talking Nate, everybody! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're to get hydrated. Uh, let's, let's use I wasn't going to say anything. Let's but... use the transition to bring Jamorge out here. Jamorge Brown, everybody! Uh, Curtis hasn't met Jamorge. Right, okay. Yeah, music choice seems racist. <laughs> it was it was your 9/11 song. No, was it? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Can we get it together? All the missed handshakes and high fives that I did. Oh, over did, here? did I miss one? No, or? no. I, I, oh. Every time people come up, I, I, I give one of these and just go right on. My uh, but we were just that uh, happened last week. It did. It happens, Curtis. We did this earlier. People just I we hugged you. You hugged me. You know I why? didn't just do this. I hugged we, you. We but everyone else walks by like you're not even there. You know why? Why? Because you're a tender soul. Yeah. Well, and Demorge yeah. lies with his eyes. <laughs> and his body. 
and his body. I, I love the idea of Demorge as a bad person. Like, like that, that, that is a funny idea. Yeah, I'm fucking evil, he, man. He seems he seems uh, impenetrably uh, decent. I, like, I, I see through all that <laughs> subterfuge. Yeah, I think it would be yeah, a whole like you could make me laugh nonstop at just images of Demorge doing something really fucked up and cruel to somebody. <laughs> it just seems ironic. Like oh, I saw Demorge at the grocery store, and then he was just like kicked this kid. <laughs> I did it. Um, but with that, that liar guy, like, uh, this is a, like, like it, it, um, God damn it, I swear I was just talking about this with somebody probably on this podcast, but there was also, like, this is a thing with alcoholism, too. There's a, uh, the, there's a sort of disorder where you start to become a pathological liar, and we, we bandy that phrase around, pathological liar, and we tend to mean somebody who uh, uh, lies a lot. But it's like there are people who truly cannot control, like they and and, and can't, not just can't tell the truth, won't tell the truth. They won't, and they can't, and they they, they they lie and they lie and they lie. And I think there's some there's some link with uh, alcohol there, where like if your brain starts to fucking like if you're like committed to sitting there and drinking, that's why you find like at those troughs, there's like there's just these guys with a million stories, and they um, they kind of it starts to. There's some there's some syndrome where you start to create your own memories and you stack them up and then like you're drawing on those and you don't know it's not the truth except that guy I I would be willing to bet in that moment when you said the reason his hair turned white is because he realized in that moment he was lying not so much because he got caught because he realized because he was like yeah oh shit there's no way I'm telling I, the truth I, right I, now I see I can't I don't know I I think that he knew he was bullshitting me from front to back he wasn't drunk he didn't he didn't strike me as a like as a career drinker well, we always think about lies as being like this thing that you use like a crowbar because we 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 have a conscience and we 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 tend not to lie to each other because we feel guilt about it and so when we look at like sociopathic tendencies as being like like oh that person's cheating and they're using like a thing a tool to open a thing and they can get more shit done than we can uh, but there's a dark side to it where they can't control it they yeah. cannot they can't just be normal they can't feel and they, they can't be they can't be beholden to this wonderful thing we all share which is this river we go down which is like there's fucking truth get get on it motherfucker well you know there's there's something else which occurred to me was he may have been lying to you. He may also have been lying to the to the bartender because if she was really good looking, he would of course tell her that his wife doesn't love him and he doesn't live at home. Yeah, that I don't know. But I, that I, whole thing could I have been a joke, she, think, uh, she, a lie as well. She had said that like it wasn't that he had unburdened that on her. It's that he she happens to either know the woman or she knows somebody else that knows the oh. score there. So like like it was like kind of I think semi-verifiable that that wasn't the case yeah but that that's that's very likely i think that he was just i think he was creating a fantasy world that right. and, and in that world everything not only is great but also has always been great and always has been different and, and, oh I, yeah I, and, I, I think, and that has to be easy to do in that world because if you're a person who's planted at a bar on a regular basis to the left and to the right of you have people who kind of flit in and flit out yeah and they're and all can, looking. And for you can tell pieces of that story. You can lay the game with all. You know, right. with that's all those, why you with go to a bar. Like, that's why you don't just sit at home and drink. Like you, you go to a bar. The idea is this chorus line of linear connectivity that you can choose. You can stare forward and drink, or you can bother to connect with one person and control it. And if that person says, "I'm a trumpet player," and like you start to feel like you're getting your life done, like you're a cooler person than sober people. Like, oh, there's a camera behind the bar pointing at me. 
I'm getting to know the trumpet player. I'm expanding my horizons. But the, then there's like, the, of course, like any biosphere, there's this fungus growing on that, which is like people who are just like, yeah, I'm a trumpet player. <laughs> like, they're not. They're just more alcohol than man. Um, uh, weird. Uh, I, what if what if I became one of them? What if I was just like, what if I lost my whole life to that? What if I was just sitting there going like, all right, NBC, and then I'm a spider. You're a spider? Yeah, I'm a spider. I work for NBC and I'm a spider. Pick Tell me more. Oh, I got eight legs, and then the next time, the next person you talk to, you like you got the whole spiel about the eight legs going on, and you think it's the truth. Uh, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's just drink at home like we should. Okay. Uh, the uh, we should put, start playing Shadowrun, and we got no uh, we got no Aaron, so we I'll should. Uh... Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, uh, so somebody has nominated himself to play uh, M- Mercy. Oh, it sounds Adam. like Adam Goldberg. Think about, think about that. But uh, uh, don't you get him? What's, what's your name right here? Jen. Jen. Uh, I'll leave it to the audience. Adam Goldberg or just Jen that we've just met. Yeah. Jen to the stage, everybody. Jen. No offense, Adam. But democracy being what it is. Hello, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hi. How are you? Uh, Jen, anything... Uh, Up top. Any, uh, how, how, how's the show been going? Is this your first time at the show? No, I've been going, I think, for the past six weeks, I think. Wow. Um, I just moved here in the fall from Arizona, so I came here with my sisters first. So They're what? big fans, so shout out to them. They hate me now. Probably. Are you are your sisters in the back or? No, they're actually in the UK. So. Oh, okay. They're really in the back. Yeah. In the back yeah. of the Atlantic. Um, the the uh, so God. Now I have like eight questions for you though. That's you fine. you came here from Arizona uh, yes. to do what? Um, I'm at LMU where Jamal goes. Uh, throwback. Jamal, oh. our, our post-racial astronaut. Yes, I know Jamal. Um, Loyola Marymount. Love yes, uh, I'm studying film and TV production. So. Okay. What, what's, what's, what's your uh, what's the big dream? What, what, what do you uh, if you had your super duper pie in the sky gig? What would that be? Um, right now, I really like cinematography. So, yeah. cinematographer, maybe editor, something like that. Great. You never know. I'm young, so. Film digital. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a yes or no. It was a yes or no. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay, so Curtis, this you're jaking this one. This is your guy again, okay. and then the rest of you. Uh, um, God damn it, I forgot her name already. Jen. Jen. You Jen, are Jennifer, obviously taking maybe. Aaron McGathy's folder, and yes. Jeff is, yeah, everything. Now, are you familiar with Mercy, uh, her character? Yes, I am. Good for you. Uh, I hope that, I do where, it justice. That, that, that's where you and Aaron part company. Yeah. Can I ask very quickly, oh. though, about your sisters Your sisters being in the UK? Like, what kind yeah, of... um, they go to school there. So my older sister, Amanda, goes to school at uh, in London. Um, and then my other Which sister. Which school? Uh, University College London. University of Co- University of College. Yeah, it's London. weird. It's like it's there's no space. Like there's no other words. University Caught College you. London. Right. <laughs> She's a liar. Can you do a, can, can you do an English accent? Oh no. No. No, no way. Um, and then my other sister, who's actually my twin, um, she goes to school in uh, University of Edinburgh. So, oh really? Yes. And I know how you guys like that city. So. Can you do a Scottish accent? No, I can't do. Do any you accents. happen to know? I had a uh, girlfriend who uh, taught me. There is a mnemonic device, like a children's rhyme, that takes you through the whole lineage of every uh, monarch uh, of England from the get-go to the now-go. Yeah. 
I've heard it, but I had It's I, like, I there's a Charlie and Nicky and Nookie and Boogie. But and I, like, I kind of, <laughs> it's, it, it's Who can forget of, King Nicky? <laughs> King Oogie Well, they boogie. do. They, they truncate him as like, Eddie and Chuck and, Chuck and, and Pookie and Tuck. And uh, uh, kind of like Pookie. And they're like, well, that's Peter. And they're like, okay. I, 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 it's kind of amazing. To like, like, I, it's just so weird to like, be part of it. Like, like, can you imagine being part of a country that's older than 200 years? Like, just weird that you like could like go back until the like, almost year zero with like the uh, people that are part of it. Who cares? Shut up. <laughs> Stupid. Can I also add one thing? I actually, I'm channeling Aaron right now. I brought cookies. Uh, I just came back. I got back like two hours ago. I came back down from Mammoth. I was there this weekend. Oh. And I had the people drop me off here so I could come. So What kind of yeah. cookies are they? Uh, Let's get them up here. <laughs> right. We right. have we have them. we have mixed results with edibles here. I I. Uh, <laughs> Who is the gal that Gently. brought those rice crispy? The, pe- the, pre- Holy so, so the person that brought those rice crispy treats, yeah. like my dog, ate a tin of them and uh, and had to go to the uh, emergency rich dog uh, drug addict hospital because he was high as fuck to recover from. <laughs> My dog, my dog, who probably did not learn his lesson, because uh, he eats cakes off of the middle of the table, ate ate a tin of pot rice crispy treats. I had, I had one of those, and I was fucking ripped. I, I was really, really bad. I had like a quarter of a pan of those, and I was just not feeling it. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Because I weigh literally not feeling. I weigh more than Harvey, though. So. Yeah, but that like. Uh, you're also a pro. You, I, I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a lightweight on the. Uh, well, thanks, on the marijuana. <laughs> Can I correct you on that? He mostly gets high for charity. Yeah. It's really a burden. He's at this not point. a pro. I apologize. Oh. There's no pot in these cookies. I bought them, so. That's why I'm refraining. I'll give them to my dog. <laughs> Yeah, anyone can have them. I think people were scared that I was trying to poison them, or they just don't like cookies, which it's always is the worst possible. option. Everybody's worried these days. Everybody, everybody's going to poison everybody. <laughs> All right. So you know, I say let them poison <laughs> each other, as long as it's not me. See, that would have been funny if Nate ran out right then, because we would have thought he's a reporter. And he's <laughs> Dan Harmon, soft on poisoning. <laughs> You know the reason why in Milwaukee we can't go trick-or-treating at night is because of this urban legend about the idea that people put, like, like victimized children during trick-or-treat. And uh, it never happened. Like, the only instances... This is, like, a really impressive thing about our species and our country. Like, uh, 250 million, 300 million people going for 50 years. Like, all this shit about, like, oh, those razor blade in your apple is a poison in your thing. Trick-or-treat has been going on every year. Kids don't get hurt. The only instances, I think, the only documented instances of kids getting poisoned or hurt by, like, tainted or or maligned uh, edibles during trick-or-treat... I, th- I believe 100% of the cases are are a shitty relative of their own home trying to pin fucking child murder on society uh, because they hate their children and they poison like milk duds and kill their fucking kid and 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 is this, everybody's is this, like, is this a theory of yours? Or? No, no. This ha- there's like only one or two recorded instances when this actually occurred, and it's the parents did it to their own kids. I don't think there was any deaths though. It's always exaggerated, but the kids We're, ended up ended up. 
living well, and stuff. Well, my point being, like, if often, like, I don't know, it's like, constantly, you see shit, and then you go, like, ah, oh, man, we're such a fucked up species. We're so fucked up. But then, you, like, you always carry on this shit in your head with, like, oh, a holiday where kids dress up as Pokemons and ask for candy? Man, how are you going to keep people from coming in those? <laughs> how do you know they're not going to come all over the candy and put acid in it and then come in the acid and then stab them in the eye with a needle? And it's like, they, they fucked up places where your brain goes. Remember when Duncan was on and we were like, like we were being programmed. He's like, he's at the mall and he sees a kid. And he's like, should I want to fuck that kid? Like because because we're all like 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 oh, kids are fuckable and you, know, you should want to fuck kids and murder them and kidnap them. But it's like we don't we don't largely do it. And I'm not saying anybody uh, stop taking any precautions you've been taking. But uh, uh, it's like we don't do it. Isn't that uplifting? Like like trick or treat every year. Fucking kids come to the door. Open a bag. Give me some candy. Nobody fucking does anything bad. Don't start. <laughs> We're, 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 we're all right. We're all right, people. We're fine. We're better than giraffes. Do you know how, many, do you know how much cum would be on your candy if you trick-or-treated in a giraffe neighborhood? <laughs> giraffe elephants eat shit out of each other's ass. So they take their trunk and they go like, Are you, you're not, you didn't digest all the grass in that, mm, I'm eating it. <laughs> Chimpanzees take a frog and like fuck, they fuck the frog to death. <laughs> To everybody but us on this planet, every species but us, is a piece of shit, murdering, horrible, homicidal sociopath. What the crowd listening at home doesn't know is everyone else has left the building. <laughs> we, we're, we're, good, we're good people. We have our moments. Are you saying that if you knew that some giraffes lived, lived next door to you, you wouldn't go trick-or-treating at the house? I would not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not. You think giraffes would have that much malice aforethought that they would come all over your Snickers? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Is that what you're saying, Dan? Yes, yes, I do. I, or they would eat me. They would put something, they would put some giraffe. If they're, if they're sentient giraffes, okay? They, that's I don't want to go near that house. Giraffes are sentient. That's a big if. Well, giraffes are not sentient. They're not? Well, okay, if they are, then I'm glad that there's none here. I, 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 don't, I, would, avoid, I would avoid a sentient animal like the plague. Because if they're not if they're not forthcoming with their sentience, if they're not going like, "Hey, over here, I'm sentient," I don't trust them. Do you, and that includes these fucking dolphins. Do you pronounce <laughs> plague plague like bagel? <laughs> Did you just say plague like the plague? I think sometimes that you're part giraffe. I'm <laughs> gonna fucking come all over you. <laughs> all right, Spencer, if you would please catch us up and bring us up to date. Oh Girl yeah. Of Shadow Run. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Last run on Shadow Time. <laughs> Our heroes had not found Baldwin Brown, but were still en route to the neutral drop zone. There they met with Mr. Johnson, who was less than pleased by not having Baldwin Brown in his clutches. However, Dr. Friend eased him over with an agony spell on himself. And after some strict negotiations by, uh, what's her name, Mercy O'Donnell, things were smoothed over. <laughs> Until the cops showed up. It was time to bone out, and Eve used a flaming gorilla illusion spell to cover their escape while they boned out in the semi-truck with the Johnson. But without Baldwin, what would they do? What would they get paid from? Will they find him instead? All right, that's over.
you know, you don't, if you don't feel it deserves an applause, you don't need to applaud. I'm just saying. It's fair. Either way. That's how I feel. You're in the Barrens. It's early morning. Let's say three or four in the morning. You're in a semi-truck full of BTLs with the Johnson. You think you've evaded the cops. You're on an empty road winding through fields of rubble towards a building said to be hiding Baldwin Brown. Oh, we know... We, we, yeah, my, my eagle spotted him in that building, and there's, there's, there's a magical uh, mana barriers inside there, like uh, magic barriers inside the building. Mana barriers, yep. All right. I can take care of that shit. Can you? Huh? Well, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't doubt me, Spencer. Okay. I believe in you. Thank you, Mercy. Uh, we should drive until uh, we arrive at this place. <laughs> All right. I like it. Are we all in the back of a big truck? <laughs> You're narratively, you could be positioned wherever you want. It'll I, it'll all work out. Because I was confused about that last week. Yeah. Well, last week so you we're, were in one, the front. So we're one truck. Yeah. The semi truck. There's a they call it the cab, and then they call it the Holland box. I think. <laughs> the okay. bed. Oh. Yeah. All right. I'm in the Holland box. All right. Me so, too. So am I. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I believe Hortigar and no, Mercy, I think, are up front, right? Yeah, Driving the passenger seat. Huh? You could be wherever you want to be. <laughs> Am I using uh, my sort of uh, my uh, sense of where we are going to get there? Oh, yeah, you got a map. It's in your brain. You so, know everywhere you're going. So we are programmed. We will arrive uh, according to uh, uh, my sequencing. Uh, I would uh, request an estimation on how long before we arrive. Say what? How much time before we get there? Oh. Why you're getting there right now. Say say what? We are arriving now and stopping. Definitely. We're almost there. As you get closer, you pass more and more intact buildings, run down as they are, and also people in the early morning light congregating or standing around in the street. Small barrel fires cast a warm, flickering light across the streets. The truck rolls up to a stop. Um, the building is just down the block. Unless you want to like roll up to the front of it, but you know, usually... Yeah, I so said we, we, we don't park right in front of it. Yeah. So that's where you're parked. Not right up in front of it. Hortigar, can you use your, your sense to uh, find out... Uh, <laughs> can Hortigar like, locate where Baldwin Brown is inside this building? Uh, no. But no. I, uh, it's in my collection of uh, mental maps. Uh, do I have some sort of layout of the of the building available to me? Not really. You just it just looks like a small building. Okay. Sh- should I astral project myself inside that building and, to, and try to get uh, like sense where the barriers are and where uh, where Baldwin is? Who are you asking? I'm the the group. Oh, you guys I, okay with that, or, should, or you want to try another plan? I was going to give him a I was going to give him a uh, a strength boost. That might help him find uh, Baldwin Brown Who? in the building. Who? Um, what's your name? Hortigard. Uh, Hortigard. 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 Like Hildegard. Oh, Hildegard. Hortigard. Hortigard. Yes, yes. Hortigard. I was going to give him a, a, a strength boost. Do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a really good doctor. <laughs> and with that, his strength is boosted. <laughs> so feeling uh, very strong now? You're feeling three stronger. 
It's uh, kind of a bad neighborhood. Somebody should stay with the goods. <laughs> not, not the kind of people you want to valet park with. Okay. If you get my meaning. If you astral project, uh, I, perhaps I could uh, create some sort of mind meld between us, and then we could stay in contact. Okay. While you're gone. This All right. Is I, possible. I, I astral project into the building and uh, try to try to locate where Baldwin is. With a mind meld. Uh, mind meld communication with Hortigard. Okay, that happens. You're in astral form. You uh, you glide over the buildings. You glide over two large parking structures that are broken and damaged with the ravages of time and in between them nestled in a tiny, tiny spot, almost too small for a property. You see you see uh, a vintage wooden house standing bright and cheery, squeezed in the tiny lot. You see, the house is made out of real live walnut wood planks and a wood shingled roof. It's a real throwback to the older times. Its yard is overgrown with plants and it's glowing. You can see it with your astral vision. It's glowing. As you try and enter the house, you're repulsed by a strong mana barrier force. It's, uh, it's, it's blocking all astral travel. All right. Uh, is, is it glo- so it's glowing from the, from the mana barrier? The barrier is glowing. Right. Um, and there's no way for me to get through that? Not astral style. Um, <laughs> what, uh, atta- attacking uh, barriers, uh, can I take out, like, how do you attack those? Can I attack those with my astral, uh, with my, um, with my war, war club? You can try, but it's a tough barrier. You can tell by looking at it. All right, well, I, I use my, uh, my combat focus weapon, my, uh, my Comanche war club, and I try to attack the barrier. Okay. That's- hey, you all right? <laughs> You look like you're getting astrally blocked. Can can we communicate through comlinks when I'm astral? No, you're just a ghost. You can talk to Hortigard, though. I would like to relay a question from you. What is it? Are you all right? I'm so far so good. There's a a barrier here. Should I try to should I try to uh, smack it? Uh, I would smack. Yes. Okay. Okay. Why would you not? I uh, I I take my Comanche War Club and harness my uh, my my club's uh, uh, astral attack on it. Striking with the astral form of your club, it pings harmlessly off the barrier surface. This is some higher level magics. Oh, okay. I go back to the <laughs> to the group. <laughs> For the record, he says is he is all right. <laughs> yes, I'm all right. Um, okay, so guys, there's there's, yeah. a, there's a big mana barrier. It's magic that's beyond my capabilities. I don't I don't know how to get through that. Oh, well, you know what they say. Uh, <laughs> what, what do they say, Nightblade? Bigger the mana barrier, lower the uh, uh, defense against conventional uh, assault. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Perhaps this is something. Okay, can, can I can I counterspell against it? Uh, no. Shit. Could I give him a spell that would increase his body size? Her. I'm a she. Sorry? I'm a girl. Oh, I'm so... I'm yeah. sorry. It's all right. My name it's is New Eve. World. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. You could, yeah. You have to ask. It's a callback. You know... <laughs> camera two. Camera three. Camera one. Camera four. Harmon Tales brought to you by Snuggle Fabric Softeners. <laughs> If you casted the increased body, it'd make him tougher to kill and more resilient. But it won't help him get through the barrier. Not on its own, no. Okay. 
Could uh, perhaps it be uh, what is it? You have you have a sort of uh, like a, a light whip? Yeah, 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 whip, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nano whip in my finger. Yeah. Is it is it uh, so that sort of barrier? Is it sort of uh, no, uh, vulnerable no, to a, to the whip? The whip? Uh, <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> you look that question up on the future net. Wait, it's called the Matrix in this game. You look it up on the Matrix and you find out that mana barriers are not affected by physical manner. Well, somebody stay here and uh, protect the gear. Uh, I should head in there. It seems like... Uh... Also, I mean, I, I could go in there. I have mana spells. I could go in there and cast like a high-level uh, mana bolt and, and try to knock it out that way, too. But I am getting a little drained. I, have, I, have I rested or do I still have the drains, Spencer? Nah, you're still drained. Okay. I've got a few. Left. I have a few, I have a few uh, bits of drain left in me. Yeah, you're about half. Just go there in the non-astral plane. There's no barrier in the regular plane, probably. Thank That's you. What the internet. people on the yeah. streets are saying things. <laughs> so, do we know the security system on the outside of the building? No, you only have seen the wooden exterior of the house. Oh yeah, you're a hacker, right? Like no. Yeah. Well, no? The, the, okay. I have a key card copier. That's so, true. And I also have an auto picker, which I would think would be locks. So um, I go and inspect the front door or entrance to the building. You cross through the green yard and past the yellow mailbox that has the name The Yellowman's painted on the side. You go up to the front door that's painted blue. The woods, I mean, the paint is chipping. It's old as hell, but it's a, it's a classic throwback lock. You could definitely pick it with that lock picker. I pick it with... I picked the lock. All right. Can I be following her? I want to. I'm gonna go as well because I watched my magic friends fail to. So I we're leaving the Holland Holland truck, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go into going with the physical people. To I will follow. I will follow as well, but behind, <laughs> rear guard for protection. Thank you. you I'm staying. I'm staying in the car. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm inside the truck, but I'm still gonna be in the astral plane right now, kind of uh, overseeing things. I'm telling you, okay. somebody should. Somebody should stay I'm, with the truck because it's like a joke in an 80s movie. We're going to come back. It's going to be on blocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad neighborhood. This guy, this guy likes cookies. They're pretty dry, but they're good. Speaking of dry, can I have a water? It's because of him. I have, I have Nate, Nate, right? Spencer has one. Does Spencer have a water? Here. Okay, there you go. Here, Jen. Thank you, it was in my pocket. All right, so, so Thanks, the, Spencer. So, it's a little warm, but it's still wet. The mana barrier is not covering the outside of the house. It's, it's covering the whole house. It is. It's like it's like paint. So what what lock is she picking? The one on the house itself? The front door. Yep. Okay. So is the uh, chipped paint mean that that portion is down? Nope. I mean, I like paint in that it covered the entire thing. I'm oh. sorry, that's confusing. You pick the door and it slides open silently, which is odd for an old wooden house. Yeah. Well, is the barrier still there? Uh, well, she no, no. You can only see it when you're in the astral plane. No one else can see any barriers. Okay. It's uh, like an astral barrier. Would like to use my sense of uh, detecting enemies to see if there are any enemies I can detect. You detect two enemies uh, inside. But uh, with any sort of specificity location, or is that just no, all you could do is detect. I get a number. The number is two. There are two enemies. Yep. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, get ready to change that number. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> Meaning there are three. 
What? What? A rare joke from Hortigar. No, I don't mean change it. Don't change it randomly. I'm gonna change it by killing people. This guy. I, I go back to the truck, go back into the physical world, and I, and I say, guys, there's a man in Barry around that you're not getting in there. It's, it, there's, there's, there's a magical force field around this house. You're not getting in there. Well, I guess you're talking to friend because everyone else is outside the truck. That's right. Oh, I, I, I'm the only one who stayed in the not, truck. Not on comlinks? I can't, I can't say that? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah I, 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 I report that on com to everybody. That happens. Why don't you guys get to know each other? Uh, just suggesting as a player, like, it could be a fun scene. <laughs> Me, me and the doctor? Yeah. Uh, hey, Doc. Um, <laughs> I remember what you said uh, back there about, you know, you know me, me maybe. About you could have done better. I could have done better. And I, uh, you know, it's hard because, you know, we, we live in this world that just every step you take seems like a step back. Every time you do something, it wants to, it wants to, it just reinforces the fact that you're not, you're not supposed to be free. You're not supposed to be happy. And like I don't feel, like I've never felt like I deserve happiness. It's not true. You're a decent girl. You could have anything. I I just don't want your life to be like I, mine. I want to I want to find my parents. My parents are stuck at, uh, stuck working for mega corporations, and I their 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 magic is being used like prostituted. I know. I know. know if I'm alive or dead, Doc. Look, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I used to be a very well-respected doctor. What happened? Do you remember when the president was shot? Yes. I was the doctor who attempted to save his life. Wow. But I'd been drinking. He died on the table under my hands. It destroyed me. I just went from bad to worse after that and and then I wound up here with these people. I'm just telling you, thank you. I'm just telling you that you could save yourself now. Go Doctor, find your parents. Doctor, Start your life Doctor, all over you, again. All you're telling me is that you found yourself at the bottom of the barrel just like the rest of us. We're, we're nobodies. We're nothings. I'm more of a nothing than you are. <laughs> Maybe you should take your own advice and put some of that, some of that, like that healing power on your, on your own soul, your own self. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I, I, I kiss the doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we start really making that. Yeah. Stop, they're coming. Okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, <laughs> but you, you may have forgot to turn off your uh, comlink. Oh, shit, oh, goddammit! Oh, my God, that's embarrassing. How much did you guys hear? How much did you guys hear? All of it. Oh, oh shit. This is sort of uh, 100%. <laughs> Can I just say we're all shadow 20. runners? You know, like uh, the stuff, the themes I'm hearing, I've heard on a lot of shadow runs. You know, we are all uh, misfits. I don't think there's anyone that should be saying to anybody else, uh, you know, you, you more than me. You know, it's like, come on, this is the life we chose. Hey, you know what, guys? Okay. 
little powwow. <laughs> Everybody huddle up. Well, we can't. We're at the house. Okay, so. I, I go. Okay, <laughs> calmly and cuddle up. Let's, let's just calmly yeah, and cuddle yeah, up. Yeah. Everybody pretend you're in a, in a physical huddle. Um, we're the bottom of the barrel. But we have a job to do. And everything that we do right from here on, for, here on forward gets us a little bit higher, makes us a little bit better people. I don't know who this guy, Mr. Johnson, is or what he wants from Baldwin Brown. Yeah, should I be on this call or not? Oh, oh shit. Wait, is he listening the whole time? Yeah. Try Mr. Baldwin Brown? God. No, who, uh, Johnson. Who, Johnson. Oh. Oh, who keeps, shit. Oh, I uh, who keeps hitting send all? Who? <laughs> It's a lot like uh, sort of uh, this joke that we have about the uh, Norwegian family, uh, where, for example, maybe this one uh, comes from Stavanger, and maybe this one comes from Bergen, and maybe this one comes from Trondheim. I am, of course, from Oslo. <laughs> and this one is the angry one, angry at the oil has been taken from his place. He has all the money in the world, but it's being sent to other places in Norway. But we're all one family. <laughs> And uh, end of story. So for, precis for precision's sake, we are all one family. Uh, th thanks for dumbing that down for us. <laughs> you really clarified it. I go, I go back into the astral plane, and I go at it, and I throw a force five mana bolt at the barrier. <laughs> okay. What's uh, your magic plus spellcasting? Uh, seven and plus six. Uh, seven plus six. I think the six. mana barrier is just a thing that's there. It strikes it and absorbs into the mana barrier's surface. The end? I mean, what? That's it? That's it for that mana bolt. Nothing but happened. but not for this story. No. Time for action. <laughs> Fart gun engaged. <laughs> All right. Eve? Yeah. Is that, is that her name? Yep. All right. Come out to the coast. Let's have a few laughs. laughs. I got two two bogeys somewhere in here. Right. I sweep the room. I take in my surroundings. What do I see? You see the front room. There's two large couches and all sorts of framed photos and light coming in from the kitchen. Well, he's in the room. Apparently. What, what's, what's the point? Yeah, of you me? can walk through a mana barrier, motherfucker. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, oh, so it just keeps out magic. It keeps out magic. Fucking just... somebody. I'm, I'm, I don't know everything about magic, you guys. <laughs> Again, the people from the streets. <laughs> they know. Street smarts. Somebody. I check my zones. I check my zones. Yeah, you see light coming from the kitchen and you hear movement. <laughs> check my zones. You see, you see an old lady ruffling around in the fridge. She doesn't seem to notice you. It must be her intense stealth capabilities. Or she's a robot. <laughs> Just like my parents. <laughs> I holster my weapon. All right. And I use my uh, social skills. What do you do with them? <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> Jesse? Is that you? Yeah, it's me, Jersey. Are you, are you home, Jesse? <laughs> Yes, I'm home. <laughs> oh, it's been so long, my eyes. 
They're not good. I brought a girl with me. I hope that's okay. I know you're old-fashioned, but times are changing. All right. Just have fun down in the basement like you always do. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I, I go back in the physical form again. Okay. You're in the truck, right? I, 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 I go back and join him, I think, right? Am I with you? I, I don't know. <laughs> you said you brought a girl, right? You meant me? No, I meant... Uh, uh, Mercy. Uh, Mercy. Okay, I'm in the truck. <laughs> All right. Being, being very embarrassed about the whole mana barrier experience. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you said that there were two people in the room? Your two enemies were scouted in the house. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put on my spy monocle, uh, right. and I'm going to go... What's the setup of like the lower level of the house? The kitchen leads to the basement for some reason. Um... I use my stealth to get by the grandma, and I go down into the basement, and I use my spy monocle um, to see my surroundings. All right. It's really dark, but you can see two sleeping figures in a small metallic dome in the darkness. Like they're, they're sleeping in the, in the basement. They're not in the dome. The dome is separate. Oh. It's nearby. Uh, I head down the stairs as well. <clears throat> I draw my uh, Ares Predator. You do that. Silence or equip. Is anyone else doing anything? I am in the kitchen right now. I don't. I think you're outside the house. Am probably. I? Well, then I enter the house. <laughs> the old lady's like, "Oh, Jesse's got some friends." Just tell her you're Jesse's friends. Uh, I tell her I am a friend of Jesse's, and I am just uh, outside uh, waiting for him to grab his effects. Okay. Would you like a coffee? Um, see, let me the uh, yeah, use my the power to analyze truth to see if this is really coffee. It is. Uh, <laughs> it will <laughs> is. <laughs> I will enjoy coffee. You, you got to take the coffee or should But will you. he really enjoy the coffee? Find out next time uh, on Shadow Run. Right. Cliffhanger! Thank you so much, Jen, everybody. Jen helping us out with mercy. Demorge Brown, everybody. Spencer Crittenden. I'm Jeff Davis. Curtis Armstrong, everyone. Should he come back next week? Should he come back? Uh, uh, Okay. So now you're an asshole if you don't. Yeah. And next week, we're going to go in that house and kick a whole ton of ass in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Dan Harmon, your mayor, everybody. Thank you, Chris and Zach and Dustin back in the booth. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, and watch King of the Nerds on Fridays on TBS. That's right. Finale on Friday, 9 o'clock. Thank you. Good night.